Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. When you smile, you can light up the sky, give a glimpse of a paradise. That is the first two lines of the new song Real Love, a collaboration between Martin Garrix and Lo Yiso. Martin Garrison, known professionally as Martin Garrix and also Ytram and GRX, is a Dutch DJ and record producer who was ranked number one on DJ Mag's Top 100 DJs list for three consecutive years, 2016, 2017 and 2018. He's best known for his singles Animals, In the Name of Love and Scared to be Lonely. Garrix has performed at music festivals such as Coachella, Electric Daisy Carnival, Ultra Music Festival, Tomorrowland and Creamfields. In 2014, he headlined the first edition of Ultra South Africa, making this his first major festival. In the same year, he became the youngest DJ to headline the 2014 Ultra Musical Festival at the age of 17. He was a resident DJ at Spain's Hayabitha in 2017 and Ushuela Ibiza 2016 and 2018. He founded the label Stamped Records in 2016, months after leaving Spinning Records and before signing with Sony Music. Hailing from just outside of Port Elizabeth, South Africa, singer, songwriter and producer Loiso wields the kind of voice that instantly tugs at heartstrings. At 16 years old, he appeared on South African Idol and placed fifth in the competition. Taking over social media, Loiso amplified his voice globally by posting covers on Facebook before embracing YouTube. He gained the endorsement of everyone from Kygo to Tiger and gradually amassed an enthusiastic audience. He launched his TikTok during 2020, generating tens of millions of views and attracting the attention of labels worldwide. Finding his home, he notably made history as the first South African artist signed to Republic Records. He kicked off the ensuing era with the 2021 fan favorite seasons before revealing Speak, What I Would Say and Let Me Love You Now. Martin could only stay for 15 minutes of the conversation. So the first part of the interview is with Martin and the second part of the interview is with Loiso. Up next on Slab Slant, we've got Martin Garrix and Loiso. So first of all, Martin, where do we find you in the world? How are you doing and what's happening in your life? Nice, nice to see you. I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm here to make new music um, and I'm doing a lot of Vegas shows in between. A month from now, I have two big shows in my home, uh, home country, Amsterdam. So I'm also very busy with preparing for that. No, yes, so where do we find you? Are you in South Africa? I'm in Pretoria right now, bro. I'm, I'm about to experience my, my, my second load shading of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but Martin, preparing. do you know what load shading is? Have, Luisa, have you explained it to him? Um, yes. Um, so, yeah, it's Martin and some power cuts where they cut the power for about two hours to four hours. Like where there's no power, you can't do anything. Well, the area you live in or like the whole country is like to store power. So yeah, I'm 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 getting to that point again. So let's focus on the positive things. <laughs> so going heading back to Martin. So Martin, let's rewind. So at what age did you decide, cool, I want to be in the entertainment industry or the music industry? And how did that journey progress to where we are today? So for me, I never I had a moment where I was like, okay, I want to be in the entertainment industry because I, I didn't even see it as an industry. Or For me, I just had so much joy and fun making music, um, not knowing this whole world that is behind it and touring and like everything that comes with it. Yeah. Um, 
But for me, I started when I was eight, nine, and just messing around. I had a guitar I was writing songs on. And then at one point, I I heard Chesto perform at the Olympics. And I, I really liked the just the, how it made me feel. And then uh, yes. I tried, I just started to mess around, try to make my own music. And then that took a, a roller coaster ride in, I think it was 2012, 2013, that I got signed to Spinning Records. And then from that moment, I started also collaborating with other artists who were signed on Spinning. Um, I kept learning, and then I released Animals at one point, which for me changed everything. So you've done collaborated with a number of artists, and you've also created your own music. So the difference between the two, do you prefer either or, or how do you approach them, or do you approach them the same? For me, I I always... I, I, in general, I love creating, um, but for me, I love collaborating because it's nice to get someone else's take on on something. Mm-hmm. Actually, the moment I'm stuck on something, the first thing I do is I start something new, and then I almost 95% of the time I forget about the other idea. Yes. So for me, to collaborate with someone on something, it's there's this trust, there's this mutual excitement, and you're pushing each other sometimes into unexpected directions, which I think are only beneficial for a cooler end result. You mentioned you, there's no songs that you forget. Do you ever go back to them? I have I've two weeks in November scheduled off, just going through all my old files. Because also, I'm not a very um, structured person, so yes. all the songs are different spots. Mine too. <laughs> so I want to, yeah, I think artists can, can relate. But I want to do like, uh, make like everything very like sorted by dates, with who I was in a session with and, and then I can share it with my team and they can also listen to it and be like, Oh fuck that song you did seven years ago. Uh, finish that one. Um, okay. I want to take the proper time for it. And I've, I've been telling myself this for like two years, but this time I really am going to do it. Yes. That's so true. <laughs> Martin from zero to three to four months, the creation of that song or production of that song, what inspires it? What motivates it? Is it easy every time? Let's dive into your creative world and creative brain. I, I wish it was like this. I don't want it to be easy. I th- I think it's exciting. It's like this this puzzle you have to solve, and you've like every instrument is like a puzzle piece, and you can you can have way too many pieces, take stuff out, and it's cool to find the perfect balance. Also, working with Loisa was so cool. We wrote the song. And recorded on just piano, so it sounded like a ballad. It was like very, like um, very intimate song. Like mm. it, it, and then to add production to it, the first time I added a kick drum, I was like, oh, takes away from how special and how intimate the original demo was. So it was, it's always cool. You're like trying to find the perfect combination of sounds, and and I have days where I'm, I think I improved a lot on the song, and then by the end of the day. Or the day after I listen back to the older version, I'm like, fuck, everything I did yesterday was uh, was was working backwards to uh but I think I I like it. For me there's there's no rule book, there's no set of rules, there's no logical structure on how I make music from but the one thing that I how I like to start is is I like to write it on acoustic, so it's either guitar or on the piano. And then because um, I if I hate one thing is having a finished instrumental and then writing a vocal on it. I'd much rather have a perfect written vocal that is not hiding behind a crazy amount of production where all the melodies, all the chords, every single word is 
perfect. Mm-hmm. And then I take it into the next phase and, and produce it out. So you mentioned the track with Luiso. So speaking to you first, Martin, then we'll uh, head ask Luiso. So how did this collaboration come about? Let's dive into the song and let's unpack it. So it started with me wanting to work with Luiso since forever. Um, I wanted to work with Marty since forever. Before <laughs> you wanted to work with me. <laughs> well, I, I heard Loiso, he did, he did this incredible cover uh, from Adele, um, Go Easy On Me. And I remember I saw it, I was just like, goosebumps, breath, breathtaking. Um, and then we tried to get Loiso to Amsterdam, but visa-wise it was complicated. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we got to meet in New York, and I had this I had this rough demo, and it was just piano. And we we were supposed to only record that song in in the studio in New York. Before that, we wrote a completely other new song, which is we should actually finish that. Louis said that one is really sick. Yes, um, sir. but it was fun. There was an instant connection. There was a lot of joy in the studio because I I could never ever work with someone who I don't like, who I don't click with. And that was an instant click. I'm I'm super excited with the song. A uh, lot of joy in making it and a lot of joy in, in, in playing it live. And I can't wait to perform it live together with Luisa. Martin is a is a perfectionist. Um this man got me singing the same thing probably hundred thousand times yeah. until <laughs> we got it. And and I respect that so much because for him to get where he is, he definitely needs to be very specific in how how the word sounds or how yes. the letter sounds or how you begin the song, the tone. So I learned a lot from that experience. I learned I learned that it doesn't take two hours to get a hit song. Not like a hit song, not meaning or oh, 50,000 listen to it. We're talking global hits. Some, yes. A song that will touch... They will go on for years and years and years and years. Um, so for me, it was a dream come true. Um, as I've been saying, it's something that I've been uh, I've been wanting to do, and I've always been in love with EDM <laughs> music. And uh, and work, working with Martin was literally uh, the most amazing experience. I mean, we went to we went to an open mic, um, and before we even got into the studio, and he was running around asking somebody. For me to get on stage and sing, I was like, "Get my friend to sing." He has a crazy voice. You will not believe it when he goes to stage. They were like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 sure." I was like, "I promise you, once he goes on stage, you you freak out." And then finally, he got to go on stage, and everybody was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> and then they finally got it. They were like, "Why did you tell us sooner?" I was like, "I told you already two hours ago." <laughs> Cool. So, so Martin, I've got a couple more questions for you. And then if you need to dash, then I'll just carry on with Loiso. Is that okay? Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Perfect. Okay. So Martin, I love this game. Loiso, you're going to have time to think for later, but we're going to be discussing other things in between. So you might forget. I love this game. I know if I had to ask you this question in two hours, two days, two months, I know your answer will be different because there are millions of them. If you had to play five songs by other artists, once we finish this conversation, what would those five songs be and by whom? Well, I have so many go-to tracks. That's why I know. <laughs> and it's hard. So just five, that top of your head, five. Uh, Def Punk, one more time. Avicii, Bromance, Tim Burke, uh, the remix. Uh, Nadia Ali, Pressure, Alessio remix. Two more. Chesto, Lethal Industry. Uh, and, and Real Love. And Real Love, Real Love. <laughs> there we go, there we go. <laughs> 
bucket list of three artists that you've yet to collaborate with that you'd like to? Love to collaborate with Coldplay one day. It'll be a dream. Uh, the Killers would be very cool. Paul McCartney. Awesome. So bring it out there. Ooh. All of those will be on your next album. <laughs> um, and yeah. thank you for your time. And then I'll just carry on with Lil Yiso. So if you need to dash, I appreciate. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank Lisa, you. Love you. Love my time. See you. See you. Bye, Cheers, guys. So, Lagiso, uh, let's now dive into your experience in the entertainment industry. So, what age did you think, cool, I want to be in the entertainment industry? How did that accumulate and manifest to where we are today? Man, it's, it's been such a journey because I started singing when I was like a baby. And I uh, okay. started competitions when I was like 14 years old. I, I went to SS Got Talent when I was 14. Um, I got four years, but got cut out before the the knockout rounds or something. And then um, after that, I I went to South African Idols, which was really, really successful and opened a lot of doors for me. I, um, I came fifth in that competition, which was really great. And then I went back to school. Because um, my mom forced me to, joking. Wait, wait, at what do. age did you do enter these competitions? Um, 16. So when I, was, oh, okay, when I entered okay. SA Idols, I was 16 yes. years old. Okay. And then I went back to school after the competition, after yes. coming fair, which yes. was like so crazy to me because I, I just wanted to be an artist. I didn't want to go to class anymore. I was too famous for the kids. Yes, yes, yes. So how did that, how did you deal with that? So, you're on this high, you want to create music, you top five, and then there's a classroom. How did your mind and energy balance the two in order to think, okay, cool, it's just a bit of patience and a bit of time until I can get into the studio? I mean, for me, it was that that I could come back home and sing, you know? Okay. That got me through everything. Um, because at that time, already I was looking for opportunities to sing at talent shows to anywhere that I could stand up on stage and do something. So that okay. that dream kept me alive and doing what I had to do in order to do what I want to do, uh, which is music. And um, yeah, it, it, it was, it, I mean, it was challenging coming out of matric and going to varsity for like, when I went to varsity for three weeks, um, I tried to study teaching and then I, I just dropped out. I was like, yeah. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do this. So it's been such a up and down journey for me. Why did you choose teaching initially? Because I, I think I was I was trying to find something to study. Uh yes. because my parents were very um uh, my parents were very reluctant that I should um do something after school and not take a gap because music is so risky and unstable. Yeah. I was like the only thing that could give me opportunities overseas. Well, that's that's what I was told um, is through teaching. And obviously you can move overseas and do the music thing and just use it, use it as a cheat code, basically. Yes, yes, and yes. I was like, um, yeah. And then I got to school and I was like, no way. There's no <laughs> way I'm sitting in this class. I used to have these colorful um, head, headphones where I used to carry them to class and then I used to make music in class. <laughs> and uh, one time I got called by the lecturer and he was, and he was like, um, can you place what you're actually doing on your laptop? Because you <laughs> seem to be very busy. <laughs> Little did he know that this guy was a great artist already. So I play him my music and he's super impressed. And he's like, you know what? 
if you want to do that, you can do that anytime you want to. And I was like, that was such a reassuring moment for me too. And then how did that progression? So you dropped out of varsity and then what were the next steps? I got called up by Ambitious Entertainment, um, South African label, um, which was not a great contract. It was, in fact, it was a shitty contract. I was young and I was 18 years old and I kind of didn't know what I was getting myself into. Okay. And I was just eager to get out of home mm-hmm. and do something and, and kind of, I was hungry for music. I just wanted to do music. Yeah. And they got me in and they told me all these things that would do for me. And for two years, I was kind of waiting for a moment where I would be performing on stages more or I would be releasing more music, but that time never came. And I was just sitting in this place until COVID, COVID time, and I couldn't, I couldn't stay any longer. I was like, I'm, I'm just accumulating debt. So this company is paying for my apartment where I'm staying. They're paying for my food every month, mm-hmm. and all they're doing is just making sure that it's harder for me to get out of the steel. And I was like, I'm going back home. You don't have to pay for my anything anymore. Yeah. Started creating videos. I put videos up on YouTube. I put my videos up on TikTok. Um, and TikTok was one of the, the places where I kind of blew up. And um, that's when Republic and Universal came into play. Republic Records in, in America and mm-hmm. Universal South Africa came into play. And they were like, hey, bro, we want to sign you and we're going to buy you out of your deal. So I was fortunate enough that there was a there was a deal that I could kind of use as a place for me to get out and kind of do what I need to do. And it's been amazing so far, honestly. Your creative process of creating music and from zero to a three to four minute song, what is that process? What is that journey? Yeah, man. So as, as my time said, it's, it's always a, it's, it's challenging. It's like putting a puzzle together. It's like um, today I might start with the song, but it might take me another two months, three months, four months, or even a year to get to the point where it's ready for me to release. And normally it's it's about it's about the feeling and what I'm feeling at the moment. I think I feel most good about music that I do that is so relatable to me in that moment. And obviously I just always listen back and always try to incorporate new sounds that I've never used to try to be real. I try to be authentic. I try to be genuine with people because that's the message that I'm trying to convey. And when a song is taking long, like a year, does that frustrate you? Or like with Martin, uh, he just puts it at the back and doesn't think about it and comes back to it later. Or do you keep going back to it? Maybe in the last couple of years, I've probably had three or two, three or five songs that I keep on going back to that I haven't found a solution to making it the, the end product the way I want it. I keep on going back to songs. I keep on going. If I hear something really cool, I keep yeah. on going back to them until I find a place where someone can make it better or something that that's been missing. I find. So it's all about just being patient with the song because a song has its own life. It's um, it's building up. It's becoming stronger. It's becoming more relatable as time goes by. So it is. Uh, it's a long process for sure, but it's worth it. You mentioned that this is the first time you uh, ventured into EDM or dance music, like with Martin's song. Are there any other genres that you would like to tap into which you have not yet done? 
So yeah, man, it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm very much into dance. So dance is always in my music. You'll hear it in everything I do. I think it's always there, but I'm more interested in creating a sound that is different to what I've heard. But it's definitely one of the inspiring factors in my music. Dance is always there, and I'm always going to do dance music. I'm going to feature Martin Garrix in another song, or I might feature another DJ in another song. That's yes. just something that I'm that I'm that I'm going to do. Your top five songs, the songs uh, that you play, are going to finish this conversation. Um, well, at at the moment, I'm listening to a lot of. Uh, there's Noah Khan, Dow Drunk. There is. Uh, ooh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Or <laughs> well, just the artists, just two other artists. I know you're oh, rushing, so two others. Uh, obviously Sam Smith. Yes. Um, Kanye West. Yes. Um, um, a lot of, a lot of Martin Garrix for sure. Of course. Uh, and your song and... with Martin Garrix. There, there's number five. Yeah, real love, real love. <laughs> Perfect. Real Garrix. love, absolutely. So <laughs> as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? Man, just so grateful for an opportunity for me to do music and um, collaborate with such amazing artists and my my South African fans. I love you so much. And, well, I know that we are going to make it to the world. And this is only the beginning. So thank you to all my fans and thank you to everyone that's been supporting me. So, guys, as Martin and Loisa says, it's all about real love. So dance to it, listen to it and enjoy it. 